millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. I actually just named us in the row that we were sitting in because, listeners, we're recording together in one room. It's fun. It's Feels becoming good. more frequent. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy oh, New Year, everybody. New you know, this room is a real dump, if we're going to be honest. You know, <laughs> in in other, other times we've been together, you know, we're in the comfortable confines of you, maybe your backyard or we're in a big boardroom. We're in this funny little edit bay here uh, at Much Music. But what I would say is that it does not deter me at all. And I think I, I'm it's cozy. Kinda, it's cozy. But also, I think I pride myself on liking and being very comfortable in like meh situations. You know, I don't think I've developed too fine of a taste, despite courtside t- tickets sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you guys think that you guys have gone soft because you need nice stuff? I can work anywhere. Yeah. I can literally work anywhere. I write on trains. I don't care. That's great. I love that. What about you? You're looking very I'm contemplative. Pro- I'm probably the, the highest maintenance dude <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I think so. But you come from nothing. I do come from nothing, but uh, <laughs> no offense, mom and dad. <laughs> I'm no, kidding, obviously. Comparatively to where Max is at, I've come from nothing, but you know, you were raised in Toronto, right? So that's different. Um, but yeah, I feel like I can't work in a not a cush environment. I need everything to be perfect. Oh, so you need to be like away at a cottage with silence yes. and your, your tea sitting there. Exactly. Everything has to be so perfect. But when it comes to food, I can eat chicken nuggets every day. I can eat a slice of pizza every day. I can eat junk food very comfortably. I have very... You don't think you're creating constantly? Like you're not just like walking around thinking stuff oh, and am. writing down? Yes, I definitely am. But for me to put it, everything's in my head. Mm-hmm. For me to actually make it be in existence. I need the perfect elements. Mm. Whereas someone like Mike, he can be writing notes on a train in motion. Myers can edit on a boat and all this stuff. What's the fanciest thing that you care about? 
Because, because, like for instance, mm, uh, I was talking to somebody who owns a bunch of car dealerships and the very fancy car dealerships. And I was like, I don't even have a car. And the car that I do drive is a 2010 Subaru that belongs to my parents. <laughs> and I and I don't yearn for a car either. If somebody were yeah. like, Hey Max, I will give you like a, a BMW. I'd be like, can you not? It's so, yeah. like, I have to find a parking spot outside my house. <laughs> but a nice luxury and the, vehicle. And the insurance is going to be expensive and the gas. And I'm just going to be so pissed off because I'm like, I got to use the car. And then I find myself driving in, like, you downtown drive Toronto. enough to care about a car. Like, Shane and I mm-hmm. are both family men. We're driving our kids around and shit. So, like, we have, we, we've, me and Danica have invested in our car. I know you and Alex We're have a nice car. Yeah. We've got, like, the 2020 Subaru Forester thing. Okay, that's but, like, but do, do you ever go, like, oh, God, I wish this was, like, a, like a fancy black car. Car. I don't know. I can't even no, tell no, you. No, no, Max, to me, like that Subaru is like the nicest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, yes. okay, that's like me I, too. Yeah, For I me, like, my like 2017 Hyundai or whatever it is, <laughs> Highlander, is the most you luxury. Know Highlander? Yeah, Toyota Highlander. Yeah, that sounds fancy. Yeah. To just me, it's of like the word Highlander. Yeah, I just, that that car brand associates. It's those like nice one stuff. of the most popular brands of cars for like not luxury, but it feels like a luxury vehicle to me. Yeah, totally. I feel like you I'm a millionaire. The, you get all the fixins in there. Like to me, if there's an aux cord or Bluetooth that actually connects, I'm like, oh, this yes. is the nicest car of all time. And I need the screen to back up. Oh, yeah. Because I can't drive. So <laughs> I'm going to hit somebody if I don't have that screen. And I need the beeps to tell me if I'm going to hit somebody. Mm, My car does that thing where it will stop itself if you get too close to yes. something. That, oh, it stops itself. Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, I wow. once, when we were in Toronto, living over here in uh, John and Wellington, we had like underground parking and it was tight. And I was late for something and I backed out like super quick out of our spot to try and get out of town quick. But I guess I was just closer to a car than I thought, like another parked car. And the car stopped so suddenly and violently. I was like, fuck, I can't believe it. I can't believe I just hit a parked car. This is so embarrassing. I backed in a parked car. I get out. I go to look at my car. I look at that car. I was like, wait a second. This is magic. Uh-huh. It was the car the stopping each cell wow. that made me the think that wall. I hit it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Okay. Here's Tech the real man. question, though. Can you guys sit in the 300 section at a Raptors game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been so long since I did that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you were like a kid. You were like four or five. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, a, and honestly, oh, the nice stuff has only really happened in the last five or six years. It's like, and now I get invited to go to, I'm going to a game tonight and got good seats. You get 300 seats, though. Do you even bother going to the game? No, I go to enough games that, uh, no. But, but I would say, it is truly, and I really mean this, the company. Because I've uh, been to Blue Jays games in the last couple of years where I've sat in the 500s, and I've had an amazing time because I'm with my That's friends. That's different. Baseball, it's like background noise. Sure. Always, I find. Basketball is different. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you what that feels like. It's been so long. Mikey. Yeah, absolutely. You can sit in the 300s? I could, yeah, for sure. Good <laughs> it, the vibe's good. And to With Max's point, it's, it's company. Like, it's like if, mm-hmm. if like my buddy Carl Armstrong was like, hey, you want to go check out a game? And he's like, I got tickets to whatever in the 300s. I would have the best time just drinking the big beers with yeah, him. Yeah, it has to be all about the beers, though, and the hang. <laughs> yeah. It can't be. I'd rather be at home than because you see the game better. 300s is tough for me to see the game. Point. My eyes aren't good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need glasses. That's true, but still, yeah. I, I home with the TV. It's fine. There, there's something, well, you know, Max, this kind of brings us full circle back to like, do we need, what are the finer things in mm-hmm. life that we need maybe? And I, I don't have many, like Shane, like I'm, I eat crap. I like, I am. Yeah, I'm crapping that way. I'm like a beer budget man. You know, I don't have champagne tastes. However, the mm-hmm. one thing I really like is like the space where I've kind of got like my TV room, which mm-hmm. is also kind of slash my, I like that. That's like where I retire at the end of the evening mm-hmm. to like watch a bit of basketball or a movie. I, that just has to be like, 
clean and tight mm. and i have such a sense of like happiness when i retire there for the evening and all everything is oh, done so you really 100 inch tv though <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, because i because, so that's the thing where that's it's your like investment. i fought, your i, I basically thing. built that room because it's the place where it's like this everything else can be chaos or i can sort of work with anything but that is like the happiest i am to have that little spot and in the old place i didn't so that was like a big point of sort of like what we were looking for with the new spot so that's like the only thing i got yeah, yeah. I, I like um I do like a fancy hotel, but but also I kind of like if you're with the right company and you're staying in a comfort inn, I kind of uh, like that yeah, too. Yeah, I couldn't care less. I, yeah. I have never, I think I've only for, uh, flown first class once or twice mm. and that was like kind of by accident or got upgraded or something. And I'm, I'm a little afraid of getting used to that because it's I kind of no look back. The, what? It's hard to it's go hard back. To go do you back. guys think you're not able, like, because we all have been very fortunate to like actually sit courtside, do these nice mm -hmm. things and you don't feel like you can go back? I can if forced to. Like, I'll do anything to survive. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it would be hard for me to go back to roommates. Mm, yes. Yeah, I that love would roommates. Be, you love them, yes. But <laughs> I only want to go back to roommates. Have you ever not had roommates, though? Uh, not really, no. See, that's the thing. You can, like, go to not having roommates. Mm -hmm. But it's once you do that, you've entered a new realm, and there's no going back. Do you look at uh, first-class people with disdain on the plane when you're, when you're going by first-class there on Air Canada? Just jealousy. It's They're laying jealous. down. Oh, if it's a long flight, I'm so jealous of that. I do group. wonder about who they are and how they got there. I have. I always do. I have a baseline discomfort with everything about our status. Like, our basically, mm. if you have a certain amount of money, you get access to a better life. That whole thing makes me com uncomfortable. But like, I'm me obviously too. I'm part of it in some ways. And so, yes, when I walk through first class, I don't have like a burning rage. I'm not like fuck these people. I'm just more like, what a wacky society. You know who I in. hate the most? Who? Out of all kinds of people, the six-year-old in first class. Mm, I hate yeah. that kid. I, you know, and I hate their parents more. Well, Mike wants Winnie to go courtside. <laughs> His daughter. I feel like you're taking, daughter. Yeah, I feel Max. You brought that up based on this no. experience that I recently She's had. She's courtside. Well, we so for Christmas, uh, Uncle Greg and Aunt Laura, my brother Greg, mm -hmm. who we know works with the Raptors, he, they got her like her and I and Dan were supposed to go like tickets to the Raptors. I, heard, game. I saw that. I know you guys got to sit uh, courtside for a shoot around. It was the yeah. So we got to go pregame. It was like a family pass, and we had a whole schedule. It was like, oh, this is when Scotty comes out. This is when Pascal comes mm -hmm. out, and so it was this really cool sort of experience. Which I would imagine if you're some like obsessed basketball fan and you're like 13 or old enough to appreciate it, maybe you were looking at my Insta stories and you're like, this fucking four year old. No, I thought that was cool. Like Uncle Gray's taking her to work. I think I think that. But was it's weird. kind of the same. Like if we're no, talking about who would appreciate it more. Thing, though. It's a free thing. I'm just saying when someone pays but it's the, five thousand no, no, dollars for their kid. The first class ticket is free to the six year old. No, but, it, but just the idea of the, of the parents. You think the six-year-old's paying for <laughs> you that? He's got that kind of money. The parents spending five thousand dollars on right. their kid is different than Greg taking oh, all these. It's so relative, yeah. though. It's relative. Yeah, Rich sure. people get flight points or something. Yeah. Also, five thousand dollars to somebody who makes twenty million dollars a year—that doesn't matter. They I, don't pay for flights. I'm telling you, all rich people—they have corporate jobs where they fly ninety percent of their career, and they—they they in the three thousand miles traveled club. That or is whatever. true. That is also true. But anyway, you hate the six-year-old yeah, as you walk that's through. Yeah, so this is the, the, the last, But this is the last place you don't have access to, so you get a sense of disdain walking no, through first class. No, th there's other things I have access to. I just think that are lame. This is all very mm -hmm. personal to me, right? So I it's like, like it. So for instance, like some people, like somebody offered me like a really fancy watch, and or we have a friend, a dear friend who works for a Bulgari, and sometimes what's you know, Bulgari? Are you Bul saying that right? I don't probably not. <laughs> what is it? It's like a jewelry company, I think. Okay, okay. B. It's like it's spelled B V instead of U. Oh. B V L G A R I, maybe. 
I don't fucking know. Bulgaris. It sounds European or some shit. And he's like, Maxi, we got to get you into some gold. We need some necklaces. I'm just like, I don't care. Fuck off. Just take take the BMW. Take the jewelry. I don't want any of this free stuff. Yeah. Uh, But are you hungover or drunk right now? No, I'm I'm just wondering. No, I got a great (laughs) sleep. I know. I'm I'm fresh. I'm peppy. Okay. Um, No, actually, but speaking of uh, rich people, I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk to you guys about something. Uh, this is opportunity. This is the beginning of the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> so guys, trust me, in yeah. 12 to 18 months, we are going to be rich. What's now, the um, pitch? Harry and Megan. Did we, did we oh. uh, watch the 60 Minutes interview? I didn't watch <laughs> it. Did, I didn't you, watch have, it either. You've watched the show though, right? The Netflix I've show? watched it, yeah. G- casually us, in the background. Give us your thoughts. I watched it very casually, like in the background, but it doesn't seem like they're changing public perception of themselves in the way that they are trying to. <laughs> it is so funny, though, you speaking about the idea of change, because I quoted something that I read a week ago about change and people and their ability to change. Mm. I was reading an interview with um, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. It was an interview from when that their, their Kids in the Hall came out on Amazon back in whatever last year. And uh, the interview was talking to him about the Kids in the Hall getting together after all these years. They were a very contentious group. They would fight in the writer's room. It's kind of like famously dysfunctional but functional band. And he was like, was it easier uh, to write now because you're all older and all this stuff? This is Dave Foley's quote. Other than severe damage to the brain, I've never met anyone who has ever changed. Change only, change only happens in novels and in movies. People don't have a journey and they don't have realizations and growth. It's always like the question of fiction is, well, how does this character grow? What does this character learn? And the truth about life is nothing. Nothing <laughs> nothing of significance is ever learned. No growth is ever made. It's tiny changes in opinions and skills in moderating behavior. That's all anyone ever does. People learn to moderate their behavior, but they don't fundamentally change in any real way. You learn to avoid being kicked out of the community. That's all. <laughs> That's so what, a, what an answer off the cuff in like a press interview, just to like roll with that. That is an amazing quote. It's it's very funny. depressing and dark. <laughs> well, I made a New Year's resolution to be um, better at small talk and be a more charismatic person. <laughs> so I've been trying so hard to change. So today, uh, every time I fill up my water, right, I'm always just silent. If someone's beside me, I'm silent. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to start talking to the people around me. So today there's a, a very buff guy and he's washing his kielbasa. And like, so What's I'm a like, kielbasa? A kielbasa is like a piece of meat. You don't know what kielbasa is? <laughs> I think, I think, is it like kielbasa? I'm kielbasa? saying it wrong probably. I don't know. A big, how do you say that? Okay. okay. Uh, it's a big, like a, a thing of meat he's washing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, kibasa for breakfast. And he's like, yeah, I need the protein. I'm like, yeah, you're one of those workout guys. He's like, I do. He's like, uh, but it's getting harder as I get older. I'm like, I got to get into that. I'm turning 40. It's one of the best social interactions I've ever had a thing. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. I leave. I'm so confident. Then I'm like, okay, I'm on a roll here. I'm going to have another <laughs> social interaction. There's a security guard who, for the last, since we've gotten back from the pandemic, he says, hi, Shane, every day. So today I'm like, I'm going to say his name and start a conversation. Oh, God. So I go up. He's like, hey, Shane. And I look at his security outfit. I'm looking for a name badge. I'm like, uh-oh, it's not there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there it is. He's got a sewn-in badge. I'm like, it says P A R. O-G-O-N. So I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, how do I say your name? 
And he goes, James. <laughs> and Paragon is just the name of the security the outfit. Company. And I just go, so I just go, oh. And I just run to the elevator and go up as soon as possible. And I don't look at him and back out in panic. But I'm just like, I'm never going to change. This is like ingrained in me to be awkward and have these moments. Yeah. And I'm probably going to have them for the rest of my life. But anyway, I'm trying to get better at it. But that fully Paragon. comment hits hard. By the way, what is, what is Harry's last name? Does he have a last name or is it just Prince Harry? Yeah, Harry uh, Charles Spencer. Harry's his mom. Harry Windsor. Harry Windsor. <laughs> I like how that none of like us a know Windsor name. Castle. Well, oh. they they take on names when they become royals. Like 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 meaning like when it's like king. I think like king. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Long story long is, is Ash looking this up. We got the research department here. Something I've never heard before. Starts with a W. I bet. Oh, Mountbatten. Yeah, I was going to say Mountbatten. Yeah, yeah. Or Mountbatten. That was on the tip of your tongue, Mountbatten? <laughs> no, because I, I watched The Crown. So oh, okay. I, I knew from I The see. Crown that it, I, I almost could get there. But anyway, yes. that's. But I don't know who the name came from. Was that like the grandfather's last name? Hmm. It's all very weird the way they do their naming, I feel like. Because people take on titles and last yeah. names. It's all, Cunningham's yeah. not my real last name. What? It's it's something else. It's... What is it? You it's, don't know it? No, my grandpa just switched his name. Oh, yeah. what was, it was well, where something. Is he from? It was something pretty cool too. It was it was simple like Cunningham, but different. He's from Scotland, and then he just jumped onto Cunningham one day. Yeah. And now we're Cunninghams. Which I like is, it. the Jews did that a lot too when they mm-hmm. were, when they wanted to have their names become less Jewish sounding. But one thing I really enjoy about the Harry Prester right now is that he's just like just like completely shitting on his brother and then saying no, I didn't. No, I didn't. So Anderson Cooper would be like, so in your book, it reads, so I looked into my brother's face, who's uh, used to look like our beautiful mother, but not so much anymore, and his balding head and his like sad demeanor. This is I, the way the book is written? Like he goes into yeah, hard yeah, description? He literally, I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, yeah. but he literally said, it's like, my brother used to look like our hot mom, and but now is a balding, ugly guy, basically. Mm. And then Anderson Cooper goes like, didn't you, don't you find that like, a little hurtful? Or He goes... No, not at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just deny facts everything. are facts, so I guess. <laughs> and then, Harry's a truth teller, and Harry's balding himself. He is, but also there. Uh, this caught my eye. I tweeted about it. Uh, Prince Harry says William and Kate told him to wear the 2005 Nazi costume. Really? <laughs> he said that. Yeah. That's an interesting way to re- to, to, to change Remember perception also of history. That William and his wife Kate encouraged Harry to wear the controversial Nazi costume in 2005, according to page six in the book. Harry writes that he was deciding between wearing a pilot uniform or a Nazi outfit hmm. to a London party point. with yeah. a. <laughs> <laughs> should, I be the, should I wear the Nazi outfit or the Nazi pilot outfit? Yeah. <laughs> With a native oh or a, a colonial a theme and ask the couple for their uh, their opinions. I phoned Willie and Kate and asked them what they thought. Nazi uniform, they said Harry stuff. So just doing anything. Wow. It'd be funny if someone asked William and he was like, well, they weren't great options in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> good, good William. Coin flip. Um, <laughs> yeah, who did you wild. guys blame uh, for your mistakes blame. in in your, in your memoir? Uh, who would I blame? Okay, I can only blame myself easily yeah it's myself <laughs> okay i want to blame you throw anybody under the bus no no you guys wouldn't. i don't think so there'd probably be like a big chapter on my upbringing like that you know was honest but again i probably wouldn't i'm too i don't want to hurt anybody i just take it on myself i really feel like any and you're also a very sort of sympathetic person too or empathetic i always forget the difference where you like even if you're done wrong by somebody you'd 
find some reason to, to explain for their misbehavior. Because if you blame the parents, then you got to blame their parents. And it's like this Never cyclical ends, thing. Yeah. And we're in the information age, so it's easier for us to uh, change. But we're, we're trying to be, yeah, we're trying to, but can you change? Can you no, you can't. That's what I mean. <laughs> but it's easier for us to modify, I guess. But they say also you are like an improvement, I mean, you know, you're an improvement on your parents. You know, in some ways, I don't know, like whatever our parents worst impulses were or whoever they were we're sort of like we're of them so we're going to be like them in many ways but we're also i think because you see them and their mistakes you can improve you're sort of like the 2.0 of whatever they are you'd hope as it goes and i hope that my kids they're going to inherit some of my bad shit but hopefully they'll be a little bit better and it keeps going keeps going and it hopefully keeps improving down the line in the best case scenario who knows but yeah i'd blame myself okay well i get this is a good question when you guys are like if you think about like your careers, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm sure, you know, obviously like everything's relative. So to some people they are going, Oh, these three guys are doing very well. It's really cool. I'd love to work in TV, have these jobs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Max, obviously you have a one in a million job, but there's things obviously that we want, you know, like this sketch show, you know, Shane, it wants to be wildly successful. Maybe he wants to be on SNL. Maybe you want to play SNL max, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever our dreams are. There's always somewhere you can go. When you sort of have the quiet moment where you're thinking like, oh, shit, like this could happen or that could happen. Or I didn't do this. What do you tend to do? Do you blame the breaks of the game? Because we do know that like this industry is very much just like right time, right place and all that. Mm-hmm. Or do you get inward and self-reflective on I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. I'll start with you, Max. No, I think I, I don't usually get into that zone very often. Like I, I don't really lament any of the losses. You're a forward looking person. I'm a very forward looking person. You're like playing the like Super Bowl. Like yeah. oh, I don't know. I guess no regrets. Like I don't know. I feel like your life's pretty good, so you wouldn't be no, like but there, if only. There are no. Th- of course, though, there are plenty of things that I like wish were going better, right? Or you know, like. Why aren't we playing a stadium in the UK or something? You're right. Like, like <laughs> you had to struggle to find a no, place. No, I mean, like, I mean, like, and, uh, okay, we are playing are, one those there. Those are real things. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and I can point to a few things that I can that I go. Oh well, if that person wasn't involved, or this person didn't fuck it up, uh, we might be further along. And and I will withhold those names. But um, <laughs> but you have you have those thoughts. I, have a, but, if I, you but go I there. don't like to go there yeah. very often because it's just not good for you. What about you, Shaney boy? What's the question again? Uh, when you think about sort of uh, maybe I regrets, but like, oh, should I have been here at this point, or what did I? This is what I wanted for myself. Do you think when you're mm-hmm. kind of doing a post mortem, like this went wrong, this went wrong, it was circumstance, or I had a big hand in why I'm not it's where a, I want to be? Set, it's both. It's you know the Oprah kind of popularized luck is opportunity meeting preparation. Yeah. So I feel like I benefited a lot from right place, right timeisms. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever I think too much about like, oh, maybe I should have went left instead of going right, or I should have worked with this person instead of that person, whatever. Uh, I actually then pull myself out of the time machine and get to the present. And then I actually, I do sort of do an exercise where I go like, like, look at, look at where you're at. Look what you have. Look at like, you, you love. You got a pool, man. I got, I got, I got, mm, I got a big TV. I got, I got, you know, these kids, I got these friends who I love, like all of these things. Like I feel very fortunate. So when I start to feel that way, I just try to focus on like what I do have. But I, d- I definitely probably lean more toward blaming myself. Mm. I get very honest. I might start out being like, that person fucked that up. And yeah. then I always come back to me. What's something that fucked up, though? Oh, no, nothing fucked up. Oh, like, okay. I think that the, I think what it is, is it's like there's kind of anybody can look at anything anyway, right? It's like if you're a positive person, then everything was a cool experience or opportunity. If you're a negative person, you go, oh, that could have parlayed into this, that, and that. So it's like I've had this weird 
very fortunate life where it's like, you know, I got, I got into much through a contest, right? When I was 20 years old out of high school, it's like awesome, you know, and I became a producer pretty quickly. And then randomly I was in a band that got a big record deal at Universal and we got to tour and go, you know, do these arenas as an opening act. And then we were in Africa for a bit, like all of that's cool. But then you might go, oh, well, damn, like you didn't put out a second record. So you go, okay, well, what went wrong there? Or did something go wrong? Or was it just the right time for it to conclude? So like you can have those, the, the, the Mike on Much TV show. Oh, you know, well, pandemic. Like there's always like a reason for these things. But then you also go like, oh, how come we don't have a late night show? Like how come, you know. How did that hack get a show and we don't have one yet? If you even have those thoughts. But I mean, those thoughts are poison anyway. But but to answer your question, Shane, if I if I have those mm-hmm. thoughts or I let my, allow myself to go there, you know. I was saying it with Brody, who was the guitar player in our band on the weekend. And we just, we started talking about the band. It was a really oh, wow. fun, fucking cool, fun conversation. And we were just like, oh, like it was such a great group of guys. We all still love each other. Like, you Hang know, the, all the, time. the Dawson's, my brother. Like, so it was just like, oh, there was something really special about the chemistry we had. That is really cool that you guys hang out literally all the time. Like the, yeah. those are your A, a crew. Yeah. So yeah. if we just been more focused on writing great songs, we, it would have been the perfect <laughs> working relationship. Working, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we liked each other's company so much that we were way more of a social conglomerate than like a... Let's hunker down, boys, and do eight, like, nine hours of songwriting like you watch the Beatles mm-hmm. and Get Back. You know, we were probably, anyway. But that's tough. I don't know if you would have wanted to be a successful musician. I, this is another good question. I don't know. This it's hard is, to have a family and do that, you know what I mean? I know. And the nature of me, anyway, is, so we're getting deep here in this psychological podcast, is uh, I kind of I like to do everything or prove to myself I can do certain things. And then I kind of like. Yeah, I can do it. I, I, okay, I can be a front man in a band. I, I can, can write a song. Cool. Yeah, no problem. It, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I could write a record. I could get a record. And then it's like, once I do it, weirdly, I kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, that was enough. And then I want to go mm-hmm. back to having hanging out with my friends or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. What do you think that is? Good question. I think, okay, if, if we're going to be uh, really thinking about the brain of Mike Veerman. I think you, I think you're very driven and you're clearly very, very talented, but you also get stressed. And I think you don't like living out in stressed outville. Mm. I think, I think, uh, the band was a good example of just being like you having to like occupy, you know, a disposition that you just don't like in yourself because you don't like it when you get too stressed out. I think you much prefer being a guy who's really easygoing, who gets to work, uh, in a happy state. And who also has time to watch basketball? I think you, no, seriously. And I think and I think you've achieved that in, in yeah. your life now. Like, yeah. am I wrong? No, I think like, that's it's, actually. It's like a you are delighted. Assessment. And it's not. And this is not to portray you as someone who doesn't like to dig in work in the hard stuff. Because it's like I could call you up and you could work through a really like, you know, a complicated narrative in my head about what I want to say on stage, and you help shape that for me. Or if we have to write something, it's like okay, I'm going to write it on my phone, and and you are truly happy and at ease in that spot. But there's other things, and and I actively try to avoid this as much as possible with my line of work. Is that if it's going to stress me out, I go, I don't want to be anywhere near that. And I think there's some stuff with the band that you were like, it just made you anxious. And and you're happier not having to work through that shit. Totally. It's a weird world, too, to occupy. I mean, obviously, you and Ash, Ash is here. You guys know how odd that world can be. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so weird because your friends are involved. Your creative passions are involved. But it's also a business all at the same time. All it's all hard. Yeah. Uh, what else you guys uh, Anything watching? Anything interesting? Anything you want to talk about? Jeez, oh, no. I wasted my good small talk story. New Year's resolutions. We've talked about mine being yeah. a more charismatic force. I didn't even make one. I, I don't even no, think that way anymore. I, yeah. I, do you? But, but to Dave Foley's quote. 
I just want to know fundamentally, do you think people can change? I think he's kind of right. I think you kind of are who you are, <laughs> but I think you can grow and evolve. And I think, yeah. and I've seen that in a lot of people, even you guys, and hopefully myself, but like guys in the band, it's like people have leveled out, I think, in a way. I think there's like when you're younger, just the, the intensity of your emotions uh, can really like spike. Mm-hmm. And I think as you get older, one of the goals is just to be a little bit more even keel. Yeah. What, what did he say? It's like you can change your. Your behavior, you modify your behavior Modif- basically. It's modification, not- yeah. You yeah. can modify a little bit for the better, I think. Yeah. And I like, and when you like the thing he said about like you sort of to not get kicked out of the community, it's like you learn. <laughs> yeah, that was a line that's such stuck a funny so much. line to me. It's yeah, like, because if you don't, you're kicked out of yeah, the community. You're, out. you're yeah. out of the friend group, you're out of whatever if, if your worst sort of impulses take over. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Speaking of new pursuits, yeah, Mike and I had a bit of a, a new pursuit the other day at the basketball game. You and I, yeah. Oh, I'm well, I mean, it's sort of new. Okay, we hey. hosted a post game show. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk yeah. about. Yeah, that, I watched that. Okay, uh, get, okay. The next so for morning. context, set it up how we got there, Mike. We're at the basketball game. Uh, your brother texts us and is like, hey, will you appear on this post-game show? It's at Real Sports, the bar next to the venue or next to the arena. And our buddy Randy is producing it and hosting it. And Alvin Williams and Sherman Hamilton are going to be there yeah. and Eric Smith. And would you guys want to hop on for a segment? And we had had like a number of drinks and we were having, <laughs> having a great time. Well, when we do the pod with Shane, which is the last one you heard right before New Year, I believe, with Tim yeah. Temps. And then we go to the game. We say we're going to the game. So Greggy comes by because he's in the building. <laughs> and uh, and Max, you know, the Max experience of going to a basketball game. Listeners, if you ever get the chance, you should auction <laughs> off, the, like, uh, going to a basketball game experience with you. Because Max is obviously, he's, you know, he's sold out that arena. They know him around there. You get to go to the fancy lounge. Like, we went, so we record the pod, then we go a little early. So we eat dinner at the arena, like, for free. You go, they're like, Max, welcome back. It's like, this, this, <laughs> Where yeah. is this lounge? 
it's like in the bowels of the ACC, but it's wow. so fancy and like leather. We see we see your boy uh, Mark Mulrooney yeah. down there, uh, <laughs> who apparently listens to the pod. So shout out. Yeah, Does uh, he look like Ben? Not really. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he was really nice, actually, though. I will say he was Max, guy. Max introduced me. Uh, not as, you know, Mike, producer, you know, sketch show. What did I podcast. Say? Oh, is this Mike? He's a Hamilton dad. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> He goes, this is Mike. This is ha- he's a Hamilton dad. He's like, this is Mark. I'm like, Mark, so how's funny. it going? You got to give him some status. Sorry, I, didn't, wasn't even I don't care. It, yeah, I don't so. care. I was like, yeah, it's true. I'm like, I got out for the night. And then he was like, I, I don't know if he has four or five kids. Like, yeah, we got kids too, but we're out for the night too. I'm like, I think you're out for the night. It's probably a little different. You might have a little more help than my wife who's at home trying to get two kids to bed right now. Um, but it was a very funny uh, thing. But he was so sweet. He was very nice. They were there with a group of people um, and he was great to chat with. But uh yeah, so Greggy's like, okay, you're both here. Greg's like, Randy Urban, who we love, our friends, mm-hmm. he went to college with Mark Myers, who we talk about a lot on this podcast. Uh, the two like, most handsome 41-year-olds in the city. It's they're, they're both like chiseled jaw, ripped bodies, like full head of hair, blonde. Like Who's more handsome? I couldn't even tell you. I think Randy might be. <laughs> He's tough. Do you, do you know Randy? Of course I know Randy. Yeah, yeah no, he's an Who excellent is basketball player, Mark? Too. Maybe we should put up a, po- uh, a picture of them on our That's Instagram so and, see, and get people story. to vote for it. And, yeah, and it's you tough. They look either. like they could be related. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, Rand- are you, yeah, we won't make you choose. Yeah. We don't want to cause a rift between Randy or Mark with you. Um, we go on. So, Greg so Greg's brokers this whole thing. So, Max and I hang out at this game. We, we end up back in the lounge at halftime, like Max says, we're just, it's our night. We're having, we're having a good time. Uh, so by the time we get to real sports, which is like after the game, they're like, we're going to like bring you guys on to the show or whatever. Uh, we're like, okay. And Randy's like, Hey, like want to like pint? We're like, yeah, sure. So we're like, well, we're about to go on this show live. It's fine. And, uh, and then yeah, Alvin Williams was there, which is great. Cause we grew up watching him hoop. And then, uh, yeah, Eric Smith, Sherm, like Max said, everybody, Randy was there. Um, and it was really fun to do. I don't know. I thought it was good. So what was your impression watching from home, though, Shane? Because, like, we're, we're I will in say it. This. Yeah. Can I say this about Shane, which is awesome? Yeah. So Shane, who obviously was up at the cottage, he wasn't able to come to the game with us. He wasn't able to be in the Tim Bon Temps interview. He missed out on this experience, which normally if you'd been in town, you would have been a part of. But instead of him sort of being like, fuck those guys, you know, they're out living mm-hmm. it up while, you know, I'm up at a cottage. First thing he did in the morning was he sent a review of the us on the show. So he watched the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I was so curious because you had been to the... Mike, you had been to the J.R. Diggs party the night yes. before, and we recorded a pod the day after the J.R. Diggs party. Yeah. And those parties are pretty epic, legendary, whatever. And I had made a, a joke about, I, I refunded my uh, charity ticket, and I yeah. said, oh, I wouldn't take a refund if you paid me the year before, yes. which to me was like an obvious joke, where sometimes Max doesn't get these jokes, but you always I usually have my back. <laughs> so whatever you have, you're just like, refund is the same, though. If you get a refund, they do pay you. I was like, yeah, Mike, I'm joking. And I teased you a little bit. So I'm like, oh, Mike's not super sharp today. And you're like, I'm hungover, okay? <laughs> and then I found out you're going to be live on air without one. So I'm like, am I going to watch a train wreck? right now is this gonna be like and in a way i'm like this might be comforting to me because i'm on this like uh, charisma mission like to see mike flop it's like everyone's human you know because mike's one of the most charismatic people oh my god but you guys walked in like you own the show it seemed like you were a frequent collaborator and guest (laughs) and you walk in too with no status max you at least have the status Mm -hmm. you know whereas but you instantly you were like yeah i had a show on crave also have a sketch show coming up (laughs) (laughs) now i realize it's because you you were like fuck he didn't introduce me before i'm gonna do my own introduction 
don't leave it to oh Max. Oh my God, that's and so funny. And then it carried and it was very flowing. And there's one point where Max is talking about something, but somehow you procured a ball, Mike, <laughs> and you're like fiddling with it. You're just dying to shoot it in the middle. It was such like, a, it was almost like a Shaneism. Like you're just like distracted. And Elvin's like, you want to shoot the ball? You're like, okay. If you insist, <laughs> you, keep, you keep shooting it. They keep giving it to you. Oh, it was good. It was entertaining. And uh, oh, Randy creates a very relaxing vibe too on that show. It's infinitely watchable. It's even for people who don't know a lot of the ins and outs of the game and yeah, I thought it was good. Oh, uh, it's cool. Well, and, and like if you ever watch shows called Raptors Tonight, and it's like got the they put out the food. It's just like a good chill vibe yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm glad. So thanks to Randy, his brother Chris, who had who was producer on it, yeah. had us on. My brother came out, which was great. This is like, very fun. Hanging with Alvin Williams though it has to be surreal for you as an old school Raptors fan. Like he was kind of like a legendary cult status. Oh. And he was on those Vince teams too. Yeah, right? but yeah. he had some playoff epic moments. playoff games yeah. oh, and yeah. cool moments. He hit like the seminal shot in New York. I still uh, remember that shot. For the, the game five. Yeah, it was for kind the, of the top of the key to the shoulder. Yes, man. Yeah. And yeah. it was like the first, uh, it was because it sealed their first ever playoff win, like playoff yeah. series oh. win. The team had never won a series in their franchise. So yeah, it was very, very cool. But like, you know, the multitude of drinks beforehand gets you real. You know, you're not yeah. like, that's a legend. It's almost like, yeah, I'm a legend too. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very fun. But yeah, we definitely took over. We definitely had some like alpha male kind of tendencies there (laughs) Mm -hmm. where we're just like, okay, we're running the show. We're going to start asking you guys the questions. (laughs) It kind of turned into that. Was, were you on cloud nine afterwards? No, it's another day day at the office, man. Were you on cloud nine afterwards, Mike? Once we got back to our drinks. Yeah, were you though? It it was, it was such a fun hang too. Cause like my brother was there and then Randy was so sweet. Like, you know, we made sure we had drinks taken care mm-hmm. of and Eric Smith came over and sat. So there was like a, it was, very was, fun. it was a really cool sort of like, yeah, it was a good vibe. Yeah. And the other thing too is where I feel very comfortable and why I like going into a situation like that with Mike is that like, I just know it's going to be good. Yeah. Like I, I'm like just so confident and optimistic that I'm like, Oh, Mike and I have done this a million times. We're, we're, you know, we're very capable in that situation. Well, and actually if you were job. there, it would have been great too. Cause you would have come in with a one liner quip in the way that you do. And it'd be great. Oh, thanks Max. It's true. It <laughs> is something that's missed. Cause you will always say something, either it's like a joke that'll just be really funny or you'll get something going conceptually that leads somewhere weird. That always makes that kind of stuff way better. So we did oh, miss I like you. That. Oh, thank you. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I was missed. Oh, you, yeah, you, sure. you absolutely. Absolutely. What else is going on? What else is popping? Oh, I actually do have a topic. Yeah, hey. Since we're talking about basketball, uh, there was some hubbub. This is a couple weeks ago now. I did have this in my, my notes from earlier, but just in case we're looking for a topic. Uh, Jason Tatum, who plays for the uh, Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, he took a game off to attend his kid's birthday party. Oh, I like this. What, what, how old? Uh, I think his kid, Deuce, he's got to be like around five, four or five, something. Like you say the kid. kid's name's Deuce? Yeah. Whoa, yeah, that's a cool name. Um, but it's also what people refer to as a shit, so that's <laughs> tough. And there's also Deuce Bigelow, which I feel like enough time has passed yeah. that there's no more association with that movie. But yeah, so you know, Boston sports fans, they who are they playing? Sleep Do you remember? I can't remember who. They, but it, you know, it was like a, was it a concert? Was it like the Charlotte Hornets or was it like I the think Lakers? it was one of those? It was okay. a December game. I, the, the news feed popped up on my Twitter, and it was like Tatum takes the mm-hmm. game off to attend his kid's actual birthday party because he's never actually. I guess he hasn't been able to do one in the years that the kid's been it's a funny around. does he get paid for that oh yeah see that's an interesting one well fans were it was such a mix in the comments it's like i can't take my fucking day off. i can't take a day off my job if my kid's sick is that your boston accent i don't know what that well, was what, why can't these mystery people take a day off 
Because they wouldn't get paid, assume, I guess, but I would assume. If you work over a year at most places, they give you vacation days. <laughs> I feel like it? that's a flawed well, argument. If, if you're no. in like retail or yeah. like any sort of industry, service industry, you don't get paid if you don't show up. Well, like you call non- it. So many people are calling in sick and bullshitting <laughs> around on their job. I call bullshit on that statement. Well, non-salary jobs, you don't get paid if you call in sick. You know what I'm saying? I see. Yeah. Okay. It is an interesting question, though, because it's like, okay, you ha- you work 82 games a year, and That's then if the you job. make the playoffs, and then it's like another, and of course there's travel and stuff like that. This practice but, isn't pre- yeah, pre-game. It's a very short But you could probably season. get, you know, you could probably uh, get out of practices for your kid's birthday. Like, why didn't, if the kid is two years old or three years old or whatever, it's like, why don't you just say, hey, baby, you're, the birthday's actually Tuesday, not Wednesday, and you show up on Tuesday. Baby's the kid in this situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like plan the, the party for yeah, a day that you're not working, anything. which is what everybody else does. Kids yeah. do know, though. I, I would think kids are the one people <laughs> who know their birthday, and for some reason it matters. It's not like a 40-year-old how you can just shift it to another day. No, I mean, but you could just lie to the kid, too. Like They, don't they know. They don't. Once they become that age of consciousness uh-huh. around three or four, they know their birthday. So you can't say to the kid, hey, listen, uh, the reason why we live in this mansion and why you have everything you ever wanted is because daddy has to go away and work sometimes and we love you very much but we're going to celebrate your birthday the day but, before because every day of your life is really a birthday because you have Deuce whatever you want. Deuce doesn't know that. Deuce has only lived this fabulous life. That's what I mean. If Deuce went back and lived like another life for a bit then mm-hmm. Deuce could appreciate it. That's what, Yeah. I, I think I'm on the side of the fans. It's an interesting question though because if you're a coach what are you thinking? I'm just like, you know, I just, I should know where you draw the line on shit because right. here's the thing. Once one person starts taking their kid's birthday off, then, oh, it's my wife's birthday. Oh, it's my dad's birthday. It's like, where do you draw? Is it okay? To, only for children that are under the age of five? Is there mm-hmm. cutoff? Oh, but my child's ninth birthday is really important to them. They've been waiting for their nine. It's their champagne birthday. <laughs> They've been waiting whatever. eight years for yeah. this. <laughs> well, I think it matters who you are too on the team. It's that's like, the no, that's the you know, thing. if one of the bench guys go, comes up and does that, it's like, okay, fine. Like, you're dying for playing time. This could, like, you could have a breakout game. If Jason doesn't show up, then you get the ball way more, and then it could be Lynn Sanity for you. I just think that it's, you put your money where your mouth is. I just don't think you get paid if it's for uh, a very, it's a very sort of laissez-faire uh, excuse. That's my, that's if my you're take. a star player, though, you've earned the right for those types of privileges. No, and you've earned the right to not get paid for a game because you make a lot of money anyway. But you're a star player. You're putting that team on the map. You're probably getting underpaid. Even though you're making a lot of money, mm-hmm. star players in the NBA, I think, are underpaid in a weird way. Sure. You can make that argument. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, before I brought up Tatum, you were going to go somewhere. It looked like you were going somewhere with the topic. No, I won't know. What's your t- what's your take on Tatum? I think it's another example of different rules for different people. Yeah, like it's just like status. You know what I mean? Like he, he like this is the thing. This is oh, this is kind of the fallacy of like like equally. I will treat you not, fairly, but not equally. That's the line, and that's kind of the thing. It's like it's like it's an under it's a depressing yet understandable thought, and that's just the reality of the world. It's like certain people have certain skill sets that obviously money is one of the most important things that we value as a collective. Not I'm not saying like me personally necessarily although it's important, um, is is it's like he generates a lot of it, and so he's going to get to do things other people don't. You know what I, I, mean? I think the thing that rubs me the wrong way is if he was Steph Curry, if he was a star that's been in the league for 10, 11, 12 years yeah. or, or something like that, but he's like 24 or something like that. He's not that old. They haven't, they've never won a championship. It's just like, I get it. He's absolutely a star. He should have his own privileges, but I just think it sets a bad example for the rest of them. It's just, it's just like out of all the things to say I can't make a game for, 
It's like your kid's birthday. Hey, it's like you uh, don't like the leadership style. Like yeah. Tim Tim Duncan would never yeah. have done that. I just, I just like save it for something that's more important. I don't know. <laughs> I like the message that there's more important things than your kid's birthday. <laughs> there's way more important things. What's than your more kid's important birthday. than a little kid's birthday? A, a family emergency. That's going to happen no too. No one would complain yeah. if you left for a family emergency. Yeah, and, and then so you got you knowing that that could come up, then you shouldn't be missing more games for birthday parties. You're coming off a little bit Skip Baylessy right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's good though. We need that. No, yeah. you know what though? I did get a lot of shit on that TikTok that I made with my um, about my niece telling her to get a job because I was like, get a job, and it's mm. like you know, and then she because she's 15, and all the comments I was wrong, or people thought I was wrong. They were saying like, no, the kid has to work for the rest of her life. Let her enjoy her summer. Let her enjoy her summer. Let her enjoy her summer. Oh, that was like, the majority of the TikToks. I hate being 15 and having to get a job. Yeah, but I was like, age. get a goddamn job and i was like pissed off at her so maybe i'm a curmudgeon how old were you th- your first job shane 15 you i hated 15, it yeah. they made me get a job they were like 14 they said this is your last summer and man i just it, it made me I, I had to, i was a buggy boy at zarkies <laughs> so i just got the buggies but for me that was still high stress and i took it very seriously but they had so little confidence in me they kept me as a buggy boy till i was 18. <laughs> So, so they wouldn't advance me to freezer boy. They just thought I didn't have the intellectual capacity to like, you know, write how much lasagna was needed. Yeah, it was humiliating. Oh man, Zarkies. Okay, Ash, is where's that Netflix uh, tweet? That's kind of interesting. All right, so so just for our listeners, we're gonna be there's some tweet that we're getting called up. Yeah. Ash is calling up, but before that, we're gonna circle back to Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's our favorite? Prince Harry bold claim. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know many to be honest. I know so that his brother told him to dress up like a Nazi. There, he claimed to uh, he lost his virginity to a much older woman, and she treated him like a horse or something. Is that true? <laughs> like that's good for him. Then he got frostbite on his dick. Whoa! During his brother's wedding. Okay, so you you in our text group you'd mentioned this about his dick yeah. being frozen, but I didn't get the reference. I don't know this story. Yeah. So apparently, I, I for, he was in Antarctica or something, and I'm probably getting this all wrong. But his dick was frozen so bad. Mm. That he got frostbite on it oh, wow. during his brother's wedding, and then he said he claimed to have killed twenty five in the war or whatever at twenty five Taliban members. Yeah, yeah. And he said he didn't feel good about it, but he didn't feel bad about it either. I think the weirdest one is the killing of twenty five Taliban mm-hmm. people. Why you don't think that's enough? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. I don't know if you guys are in the market for uh, a new job. Oh. But um, somebody tweeted this. Uh, another day, another very useful salary range. This one from at Netflix. So it was at Netflix. We carefully consider a wide range of compensation factors to determine your personal top of market. We rely on market indicators to determine compensation and consider your specific, specific job, family background, skills, and experience to get it right. These considerations can cause your compensation to vary and will be dependent on your location. The overall market range for this role, and it doesn't even say the name of the role, um, is typically $80,000 to $500,000. Wow. This market range is based on total compensation versus only base salary, which is in line with our compensation philosophy. Netflix is a unique culture and environment. Learn more here. I like where this Wait. is going. I know what you're going to ask. What are, you, what are we going to ask? Where we should fall on the eighty-five to 500K salary. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, what, is, what is our worth? Yeah. Our, what would you guys, uh, have, have you guys ever had to negotiate for money and just like make up crazy numbers like this? Um. I haven't made up. No, I've asked for uh, what's it called when your position changes. 
Your yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. You got a you new promotion. title. Promotion. I asked yeah. for a promotion, and there's always money associated with that. <laughs> you couldn't think of the word promotion. <laughs> Shane, what do you want? You know up more. What's that word? <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. Have you ever been battling for like a new title? Because I know that's important to people. Yeah, new title. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a new promotion. Yeah. Promotion. promotion, but not just like a salary promotion. But like I want to called... I wanted the title because I knew more money came with the title. <laughs> what was the title? Senior producer. What's after senior producer? Uh, I think then you're in a supervisor role. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I always, uh, cause of course we just pay ourselves in our Kells music Inc. So, but I, that, that song and dance when it comes to the corporate ladder is always very funny to me. So we spoke about the band earlier. I'd been out with the band, you know, we'd been gone for like almost two years. You know, we toured, we played some shows with you guys, mm-hmm. done all this stuff. Our first record had come out uh, and we were kind of working endlessly on our second record and people were like, ah, oh, it's like, it was too, st- whatever. Just shit wasn't happening mm-hmm. and there wasn't really any touring and I was in my, my Oma, my grandma, my Oma's basement uh, and this opportunity came up basically to come back here like with like basically produce, do all this stuff. But this is the thing, I'd left the job because like you can't, you can't do this, my job full time and be in a band that tours as you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it's like, hey, is there any interest in coming back? Because like my boss's boss had reached out and my boss had reached out again. And I was like, shit, I'm like, if I go back, that's essentially the end of the band. I'm basically going to, I have to tell the guys, I'm not going to be available to do whatever fucking shitty hot, hot heat tour or whatever comes up. Um, Ouch. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they're great. great. I love their music. But, uh, and they actually uh, turned us down for that tournament. But, uh, so. <laughs> they were being we're shitty honest. anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I was like, but it's going to have to have a hard talk, especially with my brother, you know, and I was like, to say that, hey, like if I'm going back, I'll still like, we can jam a bit, but it's like, it's kind of the end of the, me doing this as like a full-time thing. But then I also had to play the other side, which is like, I was talking to my bosses, but they don't know that I'm in my fucking grandma's basement and, mm-hmm. The band's not, I'm not getting any traction on the second record or we're like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, listen, things are rocking out here. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing the country. I got hot, hot heat up my ass right now. This better <laughs> be good. Me to go on tour. I'm like, I love, I love doing creative work. I want to, I love the t- the, g- the gang, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I kind of played it like I wasn't completely fucking desperate to start making some money again. Uh, And (laughs) and they were like, no, like we'd love to have you back. And they were so great, so great. But that was like my one thing where I was like, I don't want to reek of desperation. But they're so kind that they probably wouldn't have cared either way and still. Did you still jump at the first offer? Okay, Mike, how about four? I'll take it. Please. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Uh, it is a funny thing though with um, with those kind of negotiations because you, I just find it's really hard to tell like how much like the person in charge really cares and really what their bucket of money is they can even play with. So like with our Cal, sometimes there'll be like corporate offers and, and sometimes you just want to be like, yeah, pay me double that. And sometimes they're like, no, we absolutely can't. Like their budget is, this is the budget. And then sometimes we were the, like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know I mean? And you just don't just know. Gotta throw out a number. You just gotta kind of throw out a number. And sometimes, yeah, you just don't know what's in the, what's in them going through the mind of the supervisor who's in charge because they might be like, because if because let's say you're like you know you you're at ninety and you and you ask for a hundred in their mind they could have been like. I would have given this person 120, but okay, 100, sure, sounds good. Yeah, you know I mean, you just, you, just, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. How much are you worth at Netflix? How much would I worth? Between work? 85 and 500. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! I'd ask for a five fifty. Five fifty. That's a Whoa. that's a move. That's yeah, people do, do that. Do you know who I am? I don't need your stupid job. How yeah. much you taking, Mike? Well, see, this is the problem. I feel like people like what Max just suggested doing. That works sometimes, yeah. and I always envy the fucking whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the guts it takes to do something like that. 
I wish I was that sort of person. No, but, but here I will add a caveat though. When it's a dumb corporation, ask for the money. Like I have a very hard time asking any creative person, any small business person for money. Like I yeah. hate that because it, it's always just because the, the work is such a soft skill that I do anyway. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask somebody for like thousands of dollars for this thing I kind of dreamed up in the shower. Or, I know. You know, I know. I'm like, I hate that. Like I kind of, I'm kind of doing this for fun. Like I'm entirely doing this for fun. Whereas if you're dealing with a corporation, you're like, well, let's see how it goes. Yeah, I'd probably ask for uh, two fifty. I was just gonna say that. What I say, I go, okay, I'll take two fifty for the first three months. Yeah. If in those three months you don't think I'm worth five hundred thousand, I'll stay at two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no threat to leave. <laughs> All right. Please don't fire me. Yeah. <laughs> I love your programming. All right. Well, guys. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. But before we go, I just want to say a big happy birthday to Ash, who's in the room. Yes. Just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. I heard the party was amazing. It was a great party. Yeah, uh, yeah amazing party. I'm well, sorry I couldn't make it, by the way. Was I invited? Was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great. I had all time texts. What? Oh, I want to. Okay, well, I'm going to end, end the episode on. Uh, we on said the text. we weren't sending shit. No. <laughs> we had no such convo. So, so basically, we've talked about this on the show before, uh, you know, I think we all take some pride in sending thoughtful, nice birthday messages. And I've talked about this is that when you get a good one, you're really reminded of just like how lucky you are in your, in your friendship. Okay. And, uh, so you have to set this up though, by letting listeners know that Ash is born on January 6th. That, Ash is born on January 6th. Which is a very which, infamous okay. day. A notable it day. It's the day of the insurrection. Uh, the, oh. the white, the January 6th. I know it is the capital. Yeah. yeah. So, and also this is funny because we were talking about, I think on the previous pod about Mike and his notes on his phone <laughs> and, and the work, the fine work that he gets yeah. done in, in, in writing uh, great copy. Happy birthday, Ash. While most will spend today celebrating the insurrection, I've lost count of how many insurrection parties I've been invited to. I, like I choose to spend this day thinking about you and how lucky we all are to have you in our lives. Unlike that infamous group of failures now associated with January 6th, you've actually had a lifetime of successful executing plans and effortlessly infiltrating the hearts of everyone you meet. So much like my friends born on <laughs> December 25th or September 11th, I choose to not think of Jesus Christ or those misguided terrorists, but instead I choose to celebrate my friends. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. Wow. Pretty good. Well, you mean a lot to us, Ash. It's a fact. (laughs) Yeah. And sorry for not sending anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next year is going to be good. January 6th. A year to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get that notes app running. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That's it. That's all. That is our episode. Thank you to Nathan Nash for putting it all together, who, by the way, is on a cruise. So I hope you're having a great time. Um, You're back now, I think. You'll be back soon because we're going to see him on Friday. But uh, I hope you had the best time, Nathan, as you put this together. And as always, thank you to Ash for everything else. And happy birthday. Bye. Oh, shit. (laughs) Fuck. Good catch, Mike. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.